Hey guys, it's me, Deej, from the Nerd Nerdtocalypse Podcast, and I'm just here to hit you with some information before the feature presentation. So here it goes. You can find news, updates, and previous episodes at nerdtocalypsepodcast.com. We'd also like to invite you to check us out on social media, facebook.com slash nerdtocalypse, or connect with us on Twitter using hashtag nerdtocalypse or at nerdtocalypse. If you'd like to contribute further, we encourage you to indulge in one of our many perks and become a patron at patreon.com slash nerdtocalypse. Nerdtocalypse Podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. Now go, enjoy the new episode. I hear it's a good one. Welcome, Welcome to the, to nerd, the nerd, lab. nerd Lab. Get those nerds! 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 Let the nerds, the nerds take, take over. over! Nerd Alert! What are you, some kind of nerd? Not some kind of nerd. I am the king of nerds. Nerd! Nerd stuff probably really excites you because you're a nerd. is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. Hello, nerd enthusiasts, and thanks for joining us for this week's edition of Nerd Talkalypse Podcast. My name is Lane. And I'm Deej. And as always, we're geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. From Marvel and DC Comics, TV and film, Star Wars, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and beyond, Pokemon, the Walking Dead universe, Dragon Ball Z, GT Super, and the films alike and most things in between. That's right, guys, and here on our show, we express pride in pop culture nerdism and work hard to bring you trending content from all the fandoms you love. Please reach out to us via email, nerdtocalypse at gmail.com, Twitter at nerdtocalypse, or simply write up a review on iTunes or facebook.com slash nerdtocalypse. We'd love some listener feedback. What's up, nerd enthusiasts? Thank you for joining us for episode 48 of Nerdtocalypse. Uh, we're here just doing the regular old recap and review and news um, for this week. And I got to say, the the recap and review section is looking bleak this time. But regardless, Lane, you have any opening statements? About what? About anything? No. No. Gotcha. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and get right into nerd news then. <laughs> it's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. All right, guys. Nerd news aplenty this week. Nothing for Walking Dead. No shout-outs this week, surprisingly. Oh, but yeah. first thing... 
First things first, we're going to go right into DC Universe news. And the big news of the week, this past coming week, is that Matt Reeves is directing the Batman. Matt Reeves died. (laughs) So, folks, it's finally happened. After a long few months, weeks, days, and a shit ton of back and forth, he has... Or in all this, he said, she said bullshit. It cannot get any more official that Matt Reeves will direct the Batman. He was inducted into the family officially by Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns on Twitter by way of "Well, welcome to the Batcave," I believe was the quote from Ben Affleck himself. And yeah, this was on that. yeah two twenty three seventeen. So this shit's happening, folks. About fucking time we About actually get some fucking time, folks. <laughs> Warner Brothers is developing a Nightwing standalone film with Lego Batman director Chris McKay. McKay is in negotiations to direct the standalone Nightwing, Nightwing film with Bill Dubuque <laughs> writing the script. Dubuque is best known for his work on Ben Affleck's The Accountant script. Aside from the Lego Batman movie, McKay is recognized for his work on Robot Chicken and Titan Maximum. McKay is in negotiations to direct the standalone Nightwing film with Bill Dubuque. Writing the script, the Uke is best known for his work on Ben Affleck's <laughs> The Accountant script. I was like, wait, what? I already read that. Yeah, I guess you did. I think that just must be like a. It's <laughs> a loop. I'm just gonna keep reading the same shit. Over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Aside from the Lego Batman movie, McKay is recognized, for, yeah, for his work on Robot Chicken and Titan Maximum. <laughs> just in case you didn't hear it the first time. <laughs> That's funny shit. <coughs> All right. Uh, the new a new Aquaman synopsis has reportedly. Uh, surfaced i guess pun intended online surfaced uh according to acting auditions the aquaman film will be going in a familiar direction for dc fans the site posted a casting call for the movie as production draws nearer to its state date in australia and its press release has the following log or log line was included quote aquaman will center on aquaman <laughs> unquote i'm just kidding <laughs> Aquaman will center on Aquaman as a reluctant ruler of the underwater kingdom of Atlantis who is caught between land dwellers that are always polluting the globe and his own people who are ready to invade the surface. So he's going to be attacking us. So one punch man's going to be waiting for him. He's just going to punch him in the face and he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be crazy. So that in that happened on that one punch man. Remember that season? Oh yeah, that guy. What's his name? fucking sea king guy i don't know oh well, in the previously released logline for aquaman fans learned that the hero was already set as a leader of atlantis however the new description gives more insight in how aquaman is pulled in between these worlds of land and sea the hero is now said to be confronted by land dwellers polluting his home and aquaman's people are definitely ready to rise up against their slights i think it was the sea king the sea king yeah hmm. let's see here aquaman has a long history of combating environment environment controversies and aquatic pollution has acted a story driver in the past previously dc comics has explored what would happen if atlantis rose up and land dwellers or against land dwellers when aquaman's brother orm convinces his people the ocean pollution will destroy atlantis clearly the pull between the two worlds would lead to an all-out fight and moa momoa has uh previously said pollution would make his character meaner and upset the cast and call also seemed to confirm both Nicole Kidman and Tamura Morrison. Tamura Morrison had joined the cast. Yahya Abdul Mateen will play the bl- villain Black Manta, and the other stars 
were said to have been in talks about playing Aquaman's parents in the past month. The stars joined Patrick Wilson as Orm and Amber Heard as Mira and Willem Dafoe as Dr. Volko. Cinematographer Don Burgess and or has been brought on to shoot the film. So This is him. He's from Star Wars. I think he Star was Django Wars. Fett. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, he was Django Fett. I remember them talking about that now. He's playing Aquaman's father. Fuck yeah. So that'll be pretty cool. All right. So you just finished Aquaman? I did, yes. A Green Lantern reportedly confirmed for Justice League, which I mean, we've heard, we've been hearing about this so for constant time. New Hal Jordan, or are they going to do fucking John? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be either of them based off this article. Oh, Kyle Rayner. Oh, I guess I better read. The Green Lantern Corps film doesn't come out until 2020, but according to reporter Umberto Gonzalez, there will be a Green Lantern sighting in 2017's Justice League. On a present Periscope video, he was asked about the lanterns, where he said yes. There is a Green Lantern in Justice League. I forgot how to pronounce him. I forgot the name of the Green Lantern in Justice League, so we'll see. Hey, maybe that by that time they got to cast Hal Jordan, and next we'll throw him in there too. Who knows? Maybe Kyle Rayner. I don't know. I so mean, what's the hardest Green Lantern name? Well, it goes on. Guy Gardner ain't that tough. No, I don't think any of them are hard Kyle to say. Rayner. Rayner's a weird name. Yeah. Rayner could be a weird name, yeah. You could just forget things. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I forgot how to pronounce. That's a pretty weird way to put that if it's not true. But a few fans threw out possible names to which he responded. Kilowog, no, it's not Kilowog. It's a uh, funny sounding. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's a funny sounding name. I'm like, okay, better not cast Tyrese. What? It is confirmed that Green Lan- that Green Lantern a Green a Green Lantern will be in Justice League. Oh, I don't want to give you a spoiler, obviously, but yes, there is a Green Lantern. That doesn't mean it. it's one of our Green Lanterns. It's it could be any. Yeah, funny sounding names down here. Like what's that? That's that one guy's name, Abin Sor. That's it. He's the one who. Uh, Sir was a lantern who passed his ring to Hal Jordan. Yes. Before he died, and having him came in on Justice League would be an excellent way to set up the future DC icon in the cinematic cinematic universe. Yeah. That'd be one way to do it. Yeah, so I don't know. And uh, the last bit of DC Universe news here is just uh, simple Arrowverse news. Um, the executive producer, Mark Guggenheim, has said that next this, this year, at the end of the year, for the crossover mm-hmm. will be a true four-show crossover. Uh, you know, anyway, I mean, what does what does it mean? True, like true meaning that it doesn't just set get set up in Supergirl. Oh yeah, like that the whole episode will be crossover. part of the crossover. Well, it has to get set up in Supergirl initially. Initially, know. yeah, but it won't be at the ending of it. Unless it gets set up in Legends. Yeah, at the end of it, and then next week it starts. You know, oh, uh, X Men producer. Oh, this, yeah, we're going into Marvel news. X-Men producer Simon Kinberg provides major Gambit update. Gambit is a movie ma- many fans were looking forward to as the card-slinging Cajun was set to debut on the big screen in November of 2016 with Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum in the role. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Taint-yum. I can't, I can't... What was I watching? Oh, I don't... I was watching it with you. Oh, it was... It's always sunny. Yeah. What did they say? I don't remember. Damn it, it was hilarious. Slowly, the reality set in that the film would not be released in its original window as production never began, and November 16 came and went. November 2016. For those fans still hoping to see Gambit take the silver screen for his own film, comicbook.com has an exciting update straight from X-Men producer Simon Kinberg. 
It's in active development, Kinberg said. It's a movie that we hope will be ready to go by the end of this year and shoot next year. We have two or three X-Men related movies this year, so we can wait for a moment. The process has been that Channing Tatum is determined about getting the character right as Ryan Reynolds was about Deadpool. I read I read that. And Hugh Jackman was about as his Logan movie. We know that when we get those those right, the movie succeeds, so we want to make sure we get Gambit right because we want him to be in the beginning of a whole new franchise. Good. Yeah, dude. That news is dope. I can't wait. Agreed. So down here to X Force. <coughs> The X-Force movie gets a director. Ryan Reynolds is going to be co-writing it. So they're, they're going all out with this Deadpool shit. Yeah. Um, the still untitled X-Force movie has found a director and pair of co-writers. A source close to the film tells comicbook.com again that Joe Carnahan, known for his, are known best for his work on The the Grey, has been tapped to direct the X-Force movie. Carnahan will also write the film with Deadpool star executive producer Ryan Reynolds. The source says that the work has already begun um, between the two on the film. Carnahan's resume extends to the A-Team, The Blacklist, Smoke and Aces. <coughs> he also is in line to direct the upcoming Bad Boys for Life film with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Uh, returning to the franchise after years of Michael Bay running the saga. The Bad Boys sequel was recently pushed back on Sony's release schedule. Uh, Reynolds is currently working on the sequel to Deadpool, which does not ha- yet have a release date. Uh, he has voiced his desire for the X-Force film to follow Deadpool and Logan's lead both films on 20th Century Fox and release under an R rating, allowing him more room for coarse language, violence, and nudity. The popular time-traveling character Cable will be appearing in the sequel and likely crossing over into the X-Force movie as well. In Marvel Comics, the X-Force is a popular group of mutants which appeared in New Mutants number 100 in April of 1991 conceived by Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld. With Cable as the team's first leader, the X-Force roster... What? Uh, X-Force was conceived by Deadpool writer, that guy. Yeah. And now Ryan Reynolds, who is playing Deadpool, is co-writing the movie. Yeah. It's just funny. Yeah, it's awesome. His creation is now writing the movie. Right. It's pretty dope. So, Cable is the uh, the team's first leader. X-Force roster often includes characters such as Boom Boom, which I've never heard of. Copycat, also never heard of. Warpath, maybe I've heard of. Is it part of the X-Force? Yes. Um, Domino, Wolverine, and Psylocke, all of which I have heard of. I don't know what Boom Boom, Copycat, Warpath, or Domino do. Domino is Deadpool's like sidekick chick, just like Harley Quinn. I don't, I don't think she's... I think she's just an amazing assassin. Okay, okay. That's fine. And we know Psylocke. <laughs> Psylocke, Psylocke yes. I knew Wolverine and Psylocke. I just, I've never heard of Boom Boom or Copycat or War, maybe Warpath. I feel like I've heard of Warpath. But I'm, un, I'm unsure. Okay. So we got the Boom Boom. Tabitha Smith. Boom Boom is a new mutant part of the X Force. Let's see what her abilities and shit are. Tabitha Smith is a mutant who originally had the unusually strong ability to create variably-sized yellow orbs and spheres of pure plasma. Fiery-like energy when she calls her time bombs. These time bombs explode with concussive force. She can produce marble-sized energy bombs, which have little concussive impact, and which she uses for playing pranks. She has produced time bombs ranging up to the size of beach balls, which are able to destroy durable objects, including a Predator X and a futuristic Nimrod. <laughs> Tabitha can also control the amount of time before detonation, so she pretty much just creates bombs out of energy. Interesting. I imagine at cool. some point she gets stronger, etc. 
Then we got Cannonball. What was the other one? No, Warpath. It said Boom Boom War Warpath. Let me see. Warpath not on there. Boom Boom Copycat. Copycat. War <sighs> Warpath is right here. <coughs> Warpath. I get an Apache Native American. Possesses mutant superhuman strength and speed. He's lo- his older brother is Thunderbird. Mm, it, so. it says he possesses superhuman resistance to injury, at least enough to withstand short-range gunfire, grenade explosions, and direct telekinetic attack from Exodus. Interesting. Huh. Ghost Rider activated lim- activated limited Apache Shaman abilities within James. Demon bear, he could perceive the creature's wounds and the resulting spirit energy when it was destroyed. Oh, he, he, he wields a pair Rider. of Bowie, Bowie knives composed of vibranium, given to him by uh, Storm. Nice, which he has proved to be highly proficient. And a vi- two vibranium blades. I wonder. That's crazy. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's and the cool other one show. was Copycat. She sounds pretty obvious. Uh, I'd love to know what she does. Let's see, she wasn't. She's not in that. I don't think she's one of the original ones. Because Domino, we can look at Domino real quick just to see her. I know she. She's like the dark. She's like Deadpool's Harlequin. I guess. Right, right. Did you see that that fight they did the live action Deadpool and Domino versus Joker and Harlequin? Uh it was cool. I don't um, know if I've seen that. Powers and abilities. Domino is a mutant with the ability to subconsciously and psionically initiate random telekinetic acts that affect probability in her favor by making improbable but not impossible things occur within her line of sight thus causing her to have good luck and her opponents to have bad luck this probability field phenomenon can be anything from an enemy's equipment failure to hitting just the right switch with a stray shot to shut down an overloading nuclear reactor the full extent of her powers is still unknown so she's like she like affects luck interesting like you like if I'm fighting you and I'm using it like I'm gonna hit you every time my shot, and then but your gun's gonna jam or something. Like it's weird. That's so she's like the human equivalent of Felix Felicis. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. uh, I've got Copycat is a is such a powerful and precise metamorph that she can duplicate another being down to the cellular level. Wow. Because of this, she is able to replicate superhuman powers, abilities, and even mental imprints so cl- so closely that telepaths have trouble identifying her. Copycat simply requires knowledge to duplicate someone's appearance, but needs physical contact <coughs> to duplicate anything else. She is also capable of turning into animals and finding these forms easier to maintain than human shape. Boom. Weapon X... Weapon X uh, modified her powers by accelerating the rate at which she could duplicate others. However, as a side effect on or of this enhancement, Copycat began to lose her memory and was unable to hold a solid form for long periods of time. That's crazy. What um? What the hell is the that, that bitch's name? The blue bitch, Mystique. Mystique. I was want to look that up real fast. Wanted to see how her. I think that maybe they more or less do it. Maybe, does she get their powers too? Yeah, that's what I was trying to Mystique look up. Mystique does not get their powers. Mystique doesn't get their no. powers. Okay. Yeah, copycat yeah, does because she it's just she just cop she just does their physical appearance. She doesn't get their abilities. Okay. That I was I was just very unsure. I didn't yeah. know. Um, well, even even like in the in the second movie, X Men Two, 
when she goes like Wolverine and her and Wolverine are fighting and then Wolverine cuts her blades because hers wouldn't actually be at all. Oh, yeah, and they bled. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, she doesn't... Yeah, she's not... Okay, yeah, that makes sense. The cellular... Uh, so I'm, I'm imagining that if this coffee cat did it, she would have adamantium claws. Yes, yeah, she gains powers of and abilities of whoever she copies. But that's and not that's like not a power or an ability. That is something that was added onto him. Does that... I don't know. I mean, I if, it, if it affects Wolverine's cells, then yeah, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. If wonder. copycat can... I don't know. I wonder... I don't. I have no idea oh, if well. I can even find that answer. All right. Well, I'm gonna get into the next news. Okay. <coughs> and one you can figure. You can read that. 20th Century Fox still plans on a great Fantastic Four movie. Apparently, <laughs> when the most recent Fantastic Four movie hit theaters, to say it was a disappointment is an understatement. The film was the rare case of critics and fans completely agreeing on it being a disaster. <laughs> Popular review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes has the film at an abysmal 9% from critics and 18% from fans. Even 20th Century Fox executives admit it didn't turn out the way they wanted. Well, they, they did it that way. <laughs> they released it like, yeah, this is going to be amazing. That movie you don't just was, accidentally that release That movie is movie. garbage, dude. It's not like they fucking filmed the movie and like, well, I don't know if we want... Shit, I just sent it in on accident. We have to use this one. Like, yeah, really. I don't know, make any man. Sense. It, was, it was just trash. But, you know, you've still never seen it? No. Waste of time. You told me you wanted me to see it. I mean, you should see it. I know. A total I should. waste of time. It's like saying like every Dragon Ball fan should watch... That godforsaken live-action Dragon Ball movie. Dude, I was just talking to Nate about that Yeah, I know. He was telling me about it. And it's $2.75 at Dollar General. That doesn't surprise me at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised they're not paying people to take it. Like, here, this movie is negative $5. Dude, I would totally use it. It would make a great, uh, like, table steadier. Yeah. Like, a coaster. Clay pigeons. Really cheap clay pigeons. Yeah. Pull. (laughs) That fucker would just break without... I'd miss it and it would still shatter. It was so <laughs> shitty. <laughs> the best part about that entire movie was that... It was the ending? The, the added the ending? credits? <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the no, scrolling credits was the remember, best part man. of that movie. No, there was nothing great about that movie at all. Not a single goddamn thing. No. What is the absolute biggest disappointment in that movie? That Uzaru was six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Six and Piccolo was just a normal-looking guy. No, he had the thing. Did he? Yeah, James Marsters played him. That he, that was probably the best part of that movie was his portrayal of Piccolo. Uh, I don't know, man. That movie was just a just a total fucking shitstorm. Bonafide. I mean, he. I mean, he kind of looked it. He was alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I remember him. But, you know, but he's still it, green-ish. Yeah, he's... They tried. They tr- did something, at least. Like, they didn't just bring us some dude. <laughs> it's pretty fucking weird, no, dude. It's horrible. It's, it's a really bad movie. That guy is Master Roshi. Yeah. Like, Goku in high school, dude. Ugh. Yeah, it was a little strange, but... <coughs> and it is... It, it, the only reason we even bring that up in the whole entire first place is just I was talking to Nate about it being uh, a Goku being Steve from Shameless and yeah. Bulma being Fiona. Couldn't believe that was her. I didn't believe it when you told me. It's crazy. I was like, no. no. All right. Well, that's it for Marvel news. It was all surprisingly X Men news. Like I was, I was pretty shocked. Yeah. Except for Fantastic Four. Yeah. But it was all Fox Marvel instead of it being Disney Marvel. Right. So that's pretty crazy. 
So let's move over to the Star Wars universe. Um, it's pretty cool. We're getting basically... All right, so Han Solo, <laughs> a Star Wars story release date is confirmed by Lucasfilm. So they're saying it's official. We're getting two Star Wars movies in the next year and a half. The first movie since Lucasfilm relaunched Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise to not debut in December will be a Han, Han Solo, a Star Wars story, not the final title. It is now officially set for a release date of May 25th, 2018. That was announced alongside the official start and principal to- photography of the film. So, yeah, I, and I think also they're doing the same thing with episode nine. The Disney is just fucking Pounding so out. many Benjamins, man. Dude, just with Disney movies, they're putting out Disney movies like Beauty and the Beast and shit, which is gonna right. I'm sure he's gonna do fantastic. Oh my like, god, dude! Yeah, all the new Marvel movies they're putting out, and yeah. all the new fucking Star Wars, like they just all all over the place. Man. Yeah, dude, it's ridiculous. <laughs> But now, I think that, so with the announcement of this, we're going to get episode eight, and then literally less than six months later, we're getting episode, or getting Han Solo, and then at the end of, no, probably, uh, I guess it will be a full year later, then we'll get episode nine in May, probably. They're going to bring Star Wars back to their May release day, and then whatever comes after Han Solo, which they haven't announced yet. Rogue One's already out on DVD and shit, right? No. It's not? No. Are you sure? Yep. Than it was. No, Doctor Strange comes out tomorrow. Oh yeah, and then uh, exactly one month. You're all already. You're able to buy it on Vudu already. Yeah, I saw it on there. I was like, uh-huh. I pre-ordered that shit. I'm fucking going and buying it tomorrow. All right, I guess pretty much what I was saying. The, the rate, the wait is almost over for Star Wars fans to be able to watch Rogue One, a Star Wars story on repeat, and soak up every moment of the film. After weeks of, yeah, I guess not. I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking that for some reason I had Ray in my head. I know that one's out. Rogue yeah, one. that one's out. I don't know what uh, I was thinking. Force Awakens. Disney officially announced that Rogue One will come to uh, home on digital HD on March 24th and Blu-ray on April 4th. The home release will include a bevy of bonus material, including behind-the-scenes featurettes on some major character and intriguing-sounding feature called Epilogue. The story continues, which promises to look forward into the future to the Star Wars stories yet to be told. Interesting. Yeah, so the home release uh, for Star Wars The Force Awakens included the 2D edition first with a 3D special edition release coming several months later while the box included in the press release with the the release itself doesn't make any mention of 3D. There is a note under the disc's specifications in the full release that indicates a 3D edition being offered. On the Star Wars show, they announced a 3D release simultaneously with a 2D release. I I have no idea what the hell that is talking about. Oh, well. Uh, so bonus features of the DVD may vary, but by retailer on but include um, a rogue idea. Hear how ILM's John Knoll came up with um, the movie's concept and why it's the right film to launch the Star Wars standalone films. What's that? Well, I just some of them. Um, some of them are really cool. And uh, they got. Let's see here. He already mentioned the epilogue thing. Rogue Connections, Visions of Hope, The Empire. And then you got little little stories of Baze and Chirrut, Bodhi and Saw, K2SO the Droid, Cassie and the Spy, Jin the Rebel, and the Princess and the Governor. And this is like, this one specifically is going to show how they made young Leia and uh, recreated. What the fuck is that guy's name now? Who? The <coughs> Tarkin. Peter Cushing. Oh. 
They're going to show how they recreated Peter Cushing and all that stuff, too. So that's pretty cool. But that's it for Nerd News. Now for the exciting and riveting part, man. We're going to get right into the Arrowverse stuff. Walking Dead last? Oh, yeah. No, we can do Walking Dead. All right. We're going to do The Walking Dead. <laughs> I forgot all about Season Walking 7, Dead. Episode 11, titled Hostels and Calamities. This episode was... It was very primarily Eugene. Yes. No, We saw nobody else except Eugene in the Savior's camp. It... See, it's weird for us because I don't... This did not happen in the comics, so it's different, like... We were like, it's, it's, it's. Uh, see, part of me likes it because it didn't happen and it's new, and I, you know, I don't have to. I don't Compare. see as much coming. Right. But what? still, I don't, I don't know. The episode was kind of boring. Right. It was just, it was very strange. And uh, man, I cannot believe that they went. And they, 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 first they gave Eugene a room, which I thought initially was Negan's room. No, I, like I did, Negan's room probably looks way better than that. Well, I just didn't realize at first. I was like, why would they give Eugene Negan's room? Like for, but <laughs> Negan's room is filled crawling with bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that was what it was at first. But um, so they they leave him in there and they they show him the ropes to the place and yeah, like he he assumed he was gonna. I assumed he was what was gonna be done to him. The same was what was done to Daryl. Right. I was like, poor Eugene, man. He ain't gonna be able to take it like Daryl was. He's gonna be. He's gonna be saying I'm Negan way before that. As soon as he has to eat one dog food sandwich, he ain't he ain't got the right the stones or the fucking willpower to <laughs> right. But so he walks in his room and initially just reads, sees that he's got books, sees he's got a fridge full of beer and fruits and vegetables. Yeah, he walks right over to the radio and hits play, and fucking Easy Street starts playing. And I'm like, no, what th- the fuck? No, DJ Lee seems to leave out that. Like, we, you can hear music in the background, and he goes, I swear to fucking God, if they play Easy Street, I'm going to lose my mind. I was like, why do you think that? He goes, it sounds like it in the background. And five minutes later, or three minutes later, just he turned on the radio, and it's like, we're on Easy Street. I was like, oh, God. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. Like, it's literally like 15 <laughs> seconds of the song, and I'm like, oh, why? <coughs> That's the worst part about that Daryl episode, dude. That yeah, well, song, imagine, it, imagine being Daryl. I'm sure he fucking hates it, too. He probably hates that song way worse than we hate that song. <laughs> PTSD for sure on Daryl's end. That's right. But, but, I mean, other than the cool parts of the episode, Eugene talking, I thought we were going to get the malnourished talk. Yeah, but this is where we got the name drop of the episode title. But, yeah, I thought it was going to be the whole malnourished thing. We we thought, uh, we were very, I was very confident about it. I was too, man. He Negan was like, why why are they falling apart? Like, why can't they stay up? Like, Yeah, and I thought he was for sure, because you were like, oh, they need to eat. And I'm like, ah, yeah, the malnourished speech, but nope. Cover him in fucking molten metal. Okay. Uh, he's like, not only is that effective, that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> Negan had some good ones in this one. Well, it was funny. Like It made me laugh. And, I mean, Negan it was a little specifically brutal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he fucking burned that doctor alive. Yeah, that was fucked up, dude. <laughs> that was crazy. And uh, we found out that the person who let Daryl out was Dwight's wife yeah i'm gonna give it out to sam he was correct i was incorrect and 
that's pretty much it. Eugene plays a lot. There's there's a weird fucking storyline where they're Negan's wives are trying to get Eugene to make well, pills for Eugene gets uh, Negan gives him his wives as a gift. Or as a prize, or as a reward, or whatever. But he's like, no sex, though. I'm like, I'm like, what the fucking? How can you send three bitches into my room next to me? I have to fucking show them. Like, yeah, right. I don't understand it. But he ends up playing like video games, and he just has some intellectual conversation. He goes, "What is it you want to talk about?" And she goes, "How about the human genome?" He goes, <laughs> "Like he goes, like I can talk about that." Like he, yeah, he was acting so fucking weird. He stuff. was, man. Like when they made the, she's like, "Can you make bombs?" He's like, "Yeah, I can make bombs out of blah 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 blah." And then like they went outside and. Did this thing, the science experiment, and then he like was looking all fucking like he just killed. Dude, whatever he was just like he's like with the way the way he was like like reacting, acting up within himself was like as if he just slayed like a a horde of walkers single handedly. Yeah, it was really fucking strange, man. I don't, I just don't. The girls liked it, man, but then they were using. I think it was all a front to get him to make a poison. For and they said it was for that Amber bitch because that she was acting chick. crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, she just drunk all the time. They were saying that she didn't ask to be there. She, she was forced to be there. The other girls kind of signed up for it. Right. They still don't probably want to, but they still signed up for it. But. Right. And then and then ultimately he makes these pills, and then he figures out that it was for Negan, not the girls, and he, he ain't having that shit back on him. Yeah, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, and he also got a little bit of a little bit of power hungriness in this episode. Like, yeah, he did. He's yeah. like, uh, when he was waiting in line for some capsules, he's just like, I, I am fucking the, the chief engineer of this facility, and you, I answer to Negan, and you answer to me, or some shit. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was crazy. Like, Eugene's ball sack dropped. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty weird, but this, I mean, I, man, if I had to choose, <coughs> if you had to choose between these four, five things that we watched, which one do you think was the best one? The Walking Dead. For sure. For sure. Everything else was sucked ass, kind of. I don't know. I mean, Flash, Flash was, was pretty okay. cool. I don't know. It wasn't I, don't know I couldn't get into any of it today. I just don't know. But, um, yeah, and then it was it led to, finally, Negan comes up to him and says, so what is your name? He goes, I'm Negan. I always have been Negan. He goes, I was Negan before I even met you. He's like, <laughs> and I was like, what the? I was like, you fucking suck up an ass, motherfucker. <laughs> And Negan's just so proud. <laughs> He's like, God damn right you were. <laughs> I was Negan before I met you. I just had to see him <laughs> to know for sure. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, Eugene. He's a coward, man. He really is. I think he said when she t- she called him a coward, he goes, you would not be incorrect. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that is an accurate statement. Yeah. Or something that's an accurate to- assessment. Yes, that's exactly what he says. That game he was playing was fucking weird. I couldn't understand Old school it. shit, dude. Like Galaga game, old school. Yeah, was, he played the shit out of it. Though. <coughs> he's fucking nerdy. <laughs> Apparently he has all these PhDs. As far as I could remember, he was just a, like a science teacher. But, but regardless, nothing really relevant in this episode happened. No. Even, even by the end, he was just pretty much said he was Negan. Negan killed that doctor. He was going to burn his face, but then he ended up fucking just pretty much throwing him in the oven. <laughs> and fucking Dwight's like, God oh, damn it, dude, my arm's so tired. I was holding that iron in that oven for so long. I didn't even use it. <laughs> and the, uh, the, epi- the episode ended for us just like what Negan and Dwight, or I'm sorry, Dwight and, and Eugene. Eugene standing outside on that balcony. He was like teaching all them like scrubs like save your scrubs how to how to put metal on the walkers he's like that's how you he's like i don't he's like that's how you get molten metal board on you because if you want metal board that's how you do it right there <laughs> it's weird he just like looks at dwight he's like what's up i'm i'm eugene you're dwight we're both negan 
Dwight's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the episode fucking ended. Like, there's a bullshit storyline in there where Dwight goes over house. my tag or something like that. Or oh, yeah. I hit my my hand, my headline. Or he said something weird like that. And he goes, no. Goes, oh, I'm, I'm Eugene. You're, you're Dwight. We're Negan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Faggot. <laughs> I'm like, take it easy, buddy. Just walking around saying, fucking, we're Negan constantly. But, all right, um, that is all for The Walking Dead. Like I said, nothing really relevant happened, so there's not really much else to say. Good, I mean, worth watching. It was funny and pretty fucked up, you know. I laughed. And really, realistically, the only one of these shows, I guess, <coughs> I guess both Arrow and Legends kind of pushed the plot forward a tiny bit. Yeah. But neither of the other shows really did at all. Well, I mean, Flash-ish, because the, the the headlines are still being... Coming. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. Supergirl on the other... I don't even know what the the storyline for Supergirl is right now. I don't either. It really isn't one. She's not. She doesn't have one main villain she's after. She's not... Cadmus, you know, I guess. Yeah, but... Yeah, I guess. Cadmus was arrested, but then Cadmus got... She got back out. Yeah. Her and Cyborg Superman. But it's not as apparent. Like, we know they're fighting... Right. Uh, and flashes after Saptar. Yeah. Legends are dealing with Rip. Yeah. But, but yeah, this episode of Supergirl was strange as shit. But interesting. Um, uh, Supergirl season two episode thirteen titled Mister and Mrs. Mister and Mrs. Mixes Piddlick. Yep. So at the end of the last episode, we thought a breach was opening, and a tiny little man comes out of the breach. A little imp. Yeah. <coughs> uh, imp from the fifth dimension. He goes just like it's spelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And he puts it it's in spelled the just like it sounds, or some shit like that. Right? So uh, there, he he's there to marry Kara. Kara doesn't want to marry him. So he his power is ridiculous, though. Like he's like, he's, like teleported. Uh, Monel to the fucking DEO in his underwear. Yeah, all of, I don't know. Like, he can just do that to like Superman. Yeah, that's when, when I read that, he's one of their most powerful villains. Imagine if he truly wished ill will on. They would all be fucking yeah, for sure, man. I mean, he other other than that, like he was just a he's more he of like was, a prankster. Like, yeah, he was just annoying. He's, like, just fuck, he's like a child with these powers that he's not. He's like Xenosama, like he's just fucking around. He's not, yeah, and like even Monel said in the episode, he's like, I mean, people have been <coughs> interacting with him forever, like genies and fairies, and you know, and just magic in general. Because this guy can do something at the snap of his fingers, but he, yeah. you know, he, he basically just coerces Kara into marrying him. And I mean, he makes parasite appear. Yeah, I don't even. I still don't know if it was. An, it was simply like a hologram or an illusion, or was it actually parasite? I think it. I don't know, man. I think he just made it happen, and it was. It's weird. They didn't really. I mean, he was fucking shit up, but yeah, I'm not saying he was a hologram, but and he, then he like showed up in the Superman outfit. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's and then he, and he has like an M on his chest, and he's like, <laughs> I was like, oh. She goes, really? <laughs> she was kind of laughing at it. She was like, really, Mixie? It is funny. <laughs> like, it's just weird. It was funny, though. I thought it was funny. He looked weird as shit. He did. It but bizarre. And, but he had powers that Superman had. Like, he had, like, ice breath. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? He can probably just do what he wants. <laughs> probably. probably. Limitless. So, let's see. When um, meets an alien girl? Yeah, like, bump each other. Uh, he was getting, like, picked on by some guys in the bar, and she defended him, and... She has like labia face, labia face, like the way it's like it comes down. <laughs> labia face, I smell. I, it. I totally hit it though, man. I'm not gonna lie, I was a pretty hot alien. Yeah, 
Win likes her a lot. I wonder if he's circumcised or not. I guess it doesn't matter. Win? Why? What does that matter? I don't know. <laughs> why? Why would you matter? What? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Win is circumcised or not. I wonder. Who knows? So her name is Lyra. Uh, yeah. It's very irrelevant. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Everybody's dealing oh, with that yeah. shit. Yeah, and then fucking like I guess Alex's wife, not wife, but Sawyer. Uh, Girlfriend. Sawyer doesn't like valentine's day but like the ambers never really had a relationship for valentine's day so she was excited for it and it kind of just backfired and she was in this sexy little fucking lingerie and then she was like i can't die fucking when i was 14 years old i'm like who gives a fucking shit what happened when you were 14 years old like right just deal with it how are you gonna let a four what happened in your valentine's day at 14 when you didn't know shit about love right in fact you're adult ah, whatever she's being kind of a puss bitch baby back bitch on that one uh, ultimately, they uh, so last week we bitched about how weird it was for Mixie Spitalik to say his name backwards. Like that's the way to re- like he would never not know that's happening. But she did it in a way in this episode that yeah, I have to actually agree with. tricked. It wasn't he was just doing it like it. It was pretty convincing. So yeah, so he just I don't know. It was pretty cool. Kara has to fight a uh, ice <coughs> sculpture version of her uncle. Zorel, 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 Zorel. And it was pretty interesting. Uh, Jor-El. Jor-El. yeah. Yeah, Jor-El. I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking. I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say about the episode. It didn't pr- It didn't push the plot forward any further at all. No. I mean, it was decent. We didn't see Guardian at all in this episode. No, not once. I mean, Mixie's Pitalik was cool. I mean, it was a cool episode, I guess. Like, it was cool seeing him. Like, yeah. He, he was an interesting person. Even, like, uh, what's his name? The fucking Daxum. Oh, Monel. Monel had his fuck that amulet thing that like robbed him of his fifth dimensional powers. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm not a stranger to fisticuffs or something. Like that. <laughs> he's like, you really think I would give you a loaded gun? And he shot him in the chest, and he's like bleeding, but it didn't matter at all. But like, what? Yeah, I guess lead. He's like, I hear you're allergic to lead. Yeah. A little bit more than just allergic, man. <laughs> but uh, all right, yeah, well, that's Supergirl. Um, let's go ahead and move on to Flash. Flashy. So, uh, Flash Season 3, Episode 13, Attack on Gorilla City, Part 1. So a little bit more happens in this episode than than we actually have written down, but um, basically they, at the end of the last episode... Uh, what the fuck is her name? Jesse Quick shows Jesse up Quick. as Wally is practicing his phasing and says that um, Grodd has kidna- kidnapped um, Harrison Wells of Earth 2 and he is in Grill City. So the team makes a unanimous decision to go to Grill City and fix the problem. <coughs> yeah, so... Barry goes and asks fucking Draco Malfoy, hey, will you tell them I'm sick or something or whatever? This is what we do. We back each other up. And he goes, because you're going to another dimension. He's like, I ain't. He's like, so ultimately he's saying, I ain't missing that shit. So he ends up both going. And he's like, he's like, where are you going? He's like, to another Earth. He's like, another Earth? Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's full of sentient apes. We're going to Gorilla City. And he's like, you're going to Planet of the Apes? He goes, no. He goes, well, yeah, you're pretty much going to Planet of the Apes. Like, it was funny. So he dresses up basically like Indiana Jones. He's like, hey, I was like, I've done this before. And he says, I'm going to tell you, this is the most practical way. <laughs> I've gone on expeditions before. I love the way he talks. He's funny. 
Yeah, I've grown to like his character. Uh, it's it's cool seeing him in, in these episodes. Man. Yeah, I, he, I'm digging it. Um, and uh, I think so, he's a good actor, man. I think I think he does his part really well. Yeah. So basically, the premise of the episode is that they get there and they're trying to find Harrison Wells. But oh yeah, all, this is Barry, uh, Caitlin, uh, vibe, and Draco. I mean, my naming tonight is horrific. Francesco. Francesco. <laughs> Who? That's four of them. Who else was there? That's it. And and Harry, eventually. Yeah, but that was it. Yeah, that went. yeah, that's, that's all. So they get they get to Gorilla City, and basically Grodd was just there to use Barry. Well, they get bucking ambushed in the forest by just like darts. Oh like yeah, trap or something. And they get so trapped they get, in the. They get like stuff. unconscious. And uh, basically, Grodd wanted Barry there to fight Solovar, which looked do- dude. I have to give him this man. All of this looked amazing. Looked pretty good, dude. I mean, he that's that. There was times where it was ex- ex- extremely CGI. CGI, yeah, but like it didn't but look all that bad. It's still a TV show, so we got to right. keep in mind that. Now, Solovar looked awesome. Yeah, that he, fight was cool. Should do when he fucking jumped up with that spear thing and slammed it into the ground. I was like, oh my god! Yeah, it was fucking crazy. It was um, cool as shit, and Barry just ate shit and fucking smashed his face off the wall. Oh god! Yeah, yeah it would be very uncomfortable. But all in all, he ends up. It's like time to do a reverse flash, and then he like fucking vibrated into his in his body. Yeah, he ultimately defeats him, and uh, it is in turn revealed that Grodd wanted Grodd basically wanted all of the gorillas to see that Solvar is not, you know, got defeated, and then Grodd could take over and blah blah blah. But then he reveals to them that he actually wanted that all to happen that way, and then so he could go to Earth One and fight for his original. Yeah, he wants vibes abilities. Yeah. But they figure out a way to to get out of there by tricking Grodd. Because Grodd does not know Caitlyn Snow has these abilities, these Correct. ice abilities. And they trick Grodd into thinking that Barry is dead. Yeah, she makes him like really cold. He's like blue. He was so cold. Yeah. And then he vibrates himself warm again, gets out of there, lets everybody out, and then they go back to Earth One with Harry Wells. Um, which is uh, awesome. It's awesome seeing. Uh, Harry interact with HR. It was so funny. He's like, I forgot how handsome you were. And just all that shit. It's pretty interesting. And then during, you know, back while they're over there, HR gives Jesse Quick some well-needed advice. It possibly convinces her to stay in Earth One with Wally so they can uh, have some love blossom out of it. And uh, that's, that's that's pretty much it. And at the end of the episode... It is revealed that Grodd somehow managed to capture Gypsy as his contingency plan to get over to Earth One. So that is where Part Two. Yeah, I know she's from Earth fucking eighteen. So like, how the fuck? How did he end they up? They better here? explain that shit, dude. I'm gonna be pissed. They usually do, man. They usually, they usually do, but I'm just saying it's gonna be the one time they don't explain some shit. I'm gonna be like, what? It's no, not no. gonna make any sense, yeah. So I don't know, but that's his contingency. So. Guess we'll see. But that end scene was dope. He looked awesome in that armor. Yeah. And he looked really cool. And all that fucking army of apes, dude. Who knows how they're going to get around with this. Oh, man. It's going to literally be Planet of the Apes. Yeah.
So, moving on then to Legends of Tomorrow, Season 2, Episode 12, Camelot 3000, which this title kind of pisses me off. Because it was, they were literally in 3000 one time for, for like three five minutes, minutes maybe. <coughs> so, year 3000, Rip Hunter kills Dr. Midnight. That's the first thing that happens in this entire thing. Kills him because the Spear of Destiny fragment is inside Dr. Midnight. What a fucking place to put it. It was inside him? It was inside of him. That was how Rip determined. He was just like, well, the the reason that you're not, you're being so apprehensive about giving it to me is because it must be inside of you. Like, I was like, okay. deduced that? Yeah. I'm going to be apprehensive to give it to you regardless. Yeah. He didn't assume that everybody must be inside of you. (laughs) So he kills him, gets a sphere fragment, and off they go out of the year 3000. And they go back to the medieval times. Yeah. uh, Why? Because that's where the other... I wasn't paying attention. That's pretty much, they they just... Like, what they were like, that was just their next area to go to? Yeah, they just deduced that that... Because they knew that the the fragment had been spread out across different times. Well, yeah, but you could... They could have gone one day too late. Like I don't know. I can't remember what was to, how they were told. They just, anyway. I, but and Stein steals this thing. Like You could see him get it, and he steals this thing. And Mick's, like, super proud of him. He goes, you stole that, didn't you? And he's like... He's like, I'm proud of you, or whatever. He took it right off a dead guy's corpse. <laughs> Even I was impressed, he says. And I'm like, huh. But it ended up being that, that mind control device they had on these freaking guys' heads. He didn't know it at the time, but it ended up being what it was. Which is interesting. <coughs> now we see them go to Camelot, and we see King Arthur. Obviously, we see the Knights of the Round Table. Um, we see Galahad and Guinevere, which Galahad was... I think was the one knight in his army that that could actually beat Lancelot. Uh huh. Um, Guinevere is, I believe, Arthur's wife, who is famously known for having an affair with Lancelot, which is Sarah Lance a lot. <laughs> it's so weird. I was like, throughout the whole episode, I'm like, we haven't seen Lancelot at all. I can't believe they have not mentioned Lancelot. And Sarah Sarah walks up to Guinevere and says, "I I, I really am glad I met you, or I'm really enjoyed meeting you." And she goes. Me too, Sarah Lance, a lot. <laughs> and she goes, Sarah Lance, a lot. And I was like, oh my Christ. That's so fucking ridiculous. But I I don't know. Gotta end in Merlin in this was fucking Stargirl. Merlin ended up being Stargirl. Oh, yeah. That's so apparently, weird. Apparently, we find out that Rip Hunter led the, the JSA to do this. Like He separated them throughout time. And right. I don't know when that fucking happened. I don't know. This whole time traveling thing it makes it hard to understand. Exactly. Yeah, a little bit. But I'm sure it'll, they'll pull it together at some point, I'm sure. So Cam, uh, Damien Dark was in Camelot with Rip. They used mind control device to take care, take control of King Arthur and his army. Um, Stein and Mick overpower the army um, in a hilarious turn of events. Yeah, because like Stein was like, if I can't do it, because he's like, maybe it's not about brain power. Maybe it's about intensity. And So Mick is just so intense at this thoughts and his speech that it just it worked better for him <laughs> and Simon was a little pissed off because he's like oh you know it was my brain that did it today and he's like oh, he's like i will never say that or some shit i'll never like, admit that to you um <coughs> something really cool that happened and i liked uh but i i didn't really care for the way ray was thinking in this episode he always seems yeah, to be ray like was the, being weird he, he always seems to be like the guy who's like got it like in that episode where they were he brings the drama to the show with what was the episode where they were in like uh shanghai or whatever yeah and he had to fight because he would love that guy or girl. Or no, maybe that was Nate. No, that was Nate that did that. Huh. Nate was the one that liked that chick. 
Right. I guess that's true. That's when he was first using his powers, and that's when that guy took his atom suit, and they had to destroy it. Yeah. But yeah, on this one, and then like Ray, Ray, uh, power or puts his atom suit on, and then puts <laughs> armor on over top of it, and he puts his uh, like a, whatever, whatever you want to call it, like a, it's like a plasma saber through the sword. That was it. so cool. He's like, it looks like a saber made of light. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool as shit. I was like, that is dope. It was dope. It looked it looked very real. <laughs> yeah, it looked really cool. It was neat. And then uh, ends up saving him at the end. <coughs> gets shot because Damien takes a gun to a sword fight. Right. Um, now, it is revealed earlier that Rip had... There's now apparently four pieces of the sphere. I always thought there was three, but apparently in this, there's four. And uh, Rip has gotten two of them for the Legion of Doom. So. And the Legends have one now. Yeah. By the end of the episode, which ended up being, uh, it was the tip of Excalibur, where Merlin slash Stargirl put the sword, put the uh, the spear piece. And like I was telling DJ earlier, it's funny because we were watching Seven Deadly Sins. The season two came out. We're on up uh, up to episode four. Pretty fucking great so far. I mean, yeah, nothing really story oriented, but it's been cool. Absolutely. And, but uh, it's the second the second thing we're watching that Merlin is portrayed as a woman, <laughs> which is interesting. And there's a new King Arthur movie coming out. Is there? Yeah, maybe Merlin will be a woman in that. Maybe too. maybe he'll fuck the shit out of her. Maybe it's Mandela effect. Yeah, no, Merlin's, Merlin's been a woman this entire time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yep. So at the end, uh, Ray didn't die like the book suggested, and then yeah, like it was like a book from the past we saw that he was getting knighted, and there was a, like, a picture of his funeral, like, but it was obviously like a drawing, like a painting or something. Right. Like yeah, that. it was actually the book from the season premiere. Yeah, it looked very much like. What's his name? So, and Nate was doing everything he could to prevent it from happening. But right. But he just wanted to do it. Well, he lived. He lived, so the book didn't come true, apparently. So. And then, uh, like we said, the only thing really in this episode that pushed the plot forward was the fact that the team now has Rip Hunter. And the spear pieces. And the spear, yeah, and the spear pieces. So I, pre- I mean, it pretty much wasn't a story episode. This is one of the ones of the week that is. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode... He he's in his cell and he says Gideon and she's like yes Captain, I'm here. You always are. You always are. Oh, great. Uh, see, and today we only saw we saw Damien Dark. We didn't see Malcolm Merlin wasn't in it. Reverse Flash wasn't in it. Right. Wonder what they were. It's, it's funny because I was he was one of them was fighting a knight and the knight was like doing some like martial arts. I'm like that's fucking Malcolm Merlin. It looks like Malcolm Merlin's fighting. <laughs> and it was like sucking Damien Dark. Of course I'm like fuck. <laughs> you, so I mean, close yet so yeah. far. It's okay. But I don't know. That's that's how that episode ends. It was an interesting episode. It wasn't horrible. Funny. Like, it is this week's this week's it was shows one of the were better s- episodes of Legends. Like yeah, that's usually true. Legends is shit. I just don't have a lot of enthusiasm for these shows this week. No. Hopefully next week will be a little better. I don't even get started on Arrow, man. Arrow had to be the worst. It was so bad. I did not I... care about anything that happened in this episode. No, neither did I. I almost I almost don't remember. Like, I just was like... We took a humongous long break in the middle yeah. of the episode. and Shit happens. And I just don't... I really don't... I remember these four things that we wrote down. Yeah, I mean, like... I think in the beginning it's the three girls escape, three girls from the past that they've dealt with, uh, led by none other than fucking Cupid again. So we have to see another Cupid episode, 
and who they break out for the the bus that's taking them to the prison um, to go after Tobias Church's money, apparently, that he had hidden away, that apparently they somehow fucking found out about. <laughs> and, then by, and then by the time they figure it out, Arrow is after them, and then the ACU shows up, but little do they know they're after the Green Arrow for the murder of fucking Billy. Right. Because somebody pointed them off or some shit. Dude. I don't know who it was. Yeah. And then uh, Oliver goes... Oliver Mayor Queen goes after uh, the presumed mother of Prometheus and... Yeah. There's more talk of uh, Claiborne and all that shit. And I think you said that maybe she's Prometheus. I don't know. I was like, I was like maybe she's Prometheus. I mean, probably not, but it was just funny. Um... I mean, the episode ends exactly. Well, Thea Thea ruins uh, that bitch's career. Oliver's girlfriend there. Yeah, well, she she in the last episode she was getting close to finding out that Oliver was the Green Arrow, and she actually confronted Oliver about it and like asked him, and he said no. And then he told Thea that uh, he got asked that, and she's like, "Shit, I gotta take this into my own hands." And she she goes with Felicity, and they like hack her computer and apparently put in all this extremely dis- discriminating discriminating. Incriminating, incriminating, incriminating stuff. Um, that pretty much ruins her career. She cannot be a fucking journalist ever again, unless I don't know how if they can write it somehow. But and Oliver was, I've never seen him like look that disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Oh my god, did he look disappointed in the? He didn't look mad or anything. He just like, what kind of human would do that? Like, who would do that? Man. I would never want him to have to meet fucking. Kilgrave. Oh God! If he thinks that's horrible, man, he has no idea what. Oh, before being before we're human. done with this episode, man, we need to talk a little bit about Jessica. Jones. That's fine. But um, um, ultimately, the girls end up. They find the fucking money in the fuck in the crypt. In some crypt, they fight. They fucking get rested again. And we yeah. see a little bit of growth with the new Black Canary, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, she's inducted into the police force, and, and they're trying to tell her that she's. You know, like, you're gonna, you know, they were, she gave her the mask of the Black Canary. She goes, I'm not ready to step in her shoes or whatever. And finally, I think by the next episode, she'll be Black Canary because I think what Detective Lance said to her may, will make her. Right. And, like, and he, yeah, says, and he wasn't. He, he had a talk with Oliver about her assuming the title of Black Canary. And he's like, only if she deserves it. Yeah, he goes, only if it would make Laurel proud. Or And then he said, well, what he tells her was, uh, he goes, you're not replacing Laurel. He goes, Somebody, she she wants somebody to. You're not filling. Uh, well, how did exactly did he put it? You're not filling her shoes. You're just. Uh, it's just somebody that's worthy to continue the mantle or some shit like that. Right. I can't remember the exact wording. I thought I did in my in my head. I always remembered. <laughs> and then the end of the episode just is the 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 scandal of Billy's death getting covered up by Oliver and the mayoral office and stuff like that and. It's, Going to end his what? What did he call it? Who? Oliver. What? So this will end my um Com- well, his campaign ship or his, his yeah. His there's a word to use. I can't remember oh, it. Wow. But so that's and that's he's how gonna get episode. impeached pretty much. Is yeah. But yeah, that was the end of Arrow. I mean, nothing else really happened. No. That's about it. Uh, all right. I guess we are going to talk briefly about. Netflix's original Marvel show, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Which goes alongside with Daredevil, Luke Cage, soon to be Iron Fist, and The Defenders. We have, I don't, we don't think we ever actually talked about Daredevil, but we, um, we talked about it a little bit we, here and there. We, there's two seasons out. 
Yeah. We've watched it all. I mean, it's an amazing take on who Daredevil is and his powers. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I have nothing. I have not, not a single negative thing to say about any of those episodes of Daredevil. No, it was fantastic. I even like seeing the fucking... Uh, Oh, Charlie Cox. What? No. Oh, Matt Murdock. <laughs> Matt Murdock, yes. <laughs> I like seeing Matt Murdock, too, because like, when they're doing trials and stuff, he still makes a dope-ass lawyer, so it's still cool. Right. You know, just the way he acts. and Him and Foggy, too. Yeah, I Foggy's love Foggy. Dope. That fucking Karen blonde Page. bitch from uh, True Blood. She was a vampire from... But, uh... Yeah, I mean, in the first season, we see Kingpin. He's the very... Pa- he, he was played by that big Pain black door, actor. Yeah, in the Ben Affleck version of Daredevil, but I mean, this guy—I mean—takes it away, man. This is—he is Kingpin. Man. Wait, you said he was a, bl- a black guy? Yeah, big black dude in the Daredevil movie. Oh, I—I've never watched that movie. You'll know the actor. I can't remember. I can't think of. Yeah, I've never seen the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. I'm kind of glad because people hate it. I really do. Ho- I know that the. I didn't hate it, man. It was dope. I love that. I—I I mean, I, people just talk so much smack on it. And I have no idea. What it's really like. Oh, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, he passed that's away. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, he, crazy. he was. Yeah, dude, I, dude, this movie is worth watching. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Me, this movie was pretty cool. You watch it with me? Hell yeah. We should watch. I it haven't watched it in a long ass time, dude. I would totally watch that movie. Colin Farrell plays Bullseye. I that I knew. Bullseye is dope. I hope Bullseye is a season three. Uh, <laughs> Frank Miller, man with pen and head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, back Wouldn't to Daredevil. Be dope what? If Bullseye was a season three villain. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool shit. So we're also getting Punisher this year. Don't forget. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, I was gonna get to that whenever we. I got to. I was talking well, about yeah. Daredevil, but Daredevil. Great show, man. It, it's badass. He 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 kicks ass. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like the descriptive. Like he can smell rust on nails in a box in a drawer, across the room, and he could tell you how many was in there. Like I was like. Like when he was in that cop in that basement, he was like, or he was, you know, when I remember the talk in the first season, right? He was in that building, right? I think there was that cop was in there. He was like rescuing him. They had that walkie-talkie, and then he was talking about he goes, oh, he said he could like talk about how he could smell the rust on the nail. He's like, I know that there's six nails in there. And there's rust on there. Like yeah, he's like, there's six rusty nails in that box over there. Like, <laughs> I was holy shit. Like he know he's more perceptive than I would be having my vision. So far. yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, and then we see, in season one, we see fucking Kingpin, and there's some other characters that I'm sure are part of the hand. Yeah. Like, you probably would know, people that are diehard Daredevil fans probably would have seen the first season and known that that was the guy from the hand. Right, and you 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 got what, Madame Gao. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, we see Daredevil and Kingpin and some other characters, I guess, but um, in season two, man, we get a bunch of awesome we had Daredevil. We get, we see Kingpin again in jail. We got Punisher. fucking Punisher played by John Berthnall, Barenthal, who does a fucking the oh dude the best. Man, these TV shows are are amazing. The best. Like, yeah, they're Gotham, fucking great. The best Joker I've ever seen. On Gotham. Absolutely. Probably the best Punisher I've ever seen on fucking Daredevil TV show. And I don't even know, man. And then Electra. Electra was great. Electra was awesome. I was Electra in the Daredevil movie? Yeah, with, yeah. And then she has her own movie. Have you ever yes. watched that? Yeah, I've seen that too. Jennifer Gardner, right? Yeah. It's not horrible. 
I didn't see that when I was watching that movie. I didn't know as much as I do know about it. Like, I don't. Yeah. I knew nothing next to nothing. Well, we very it. well could sit down and watch this movie now and be like, "Whoa, fuck!" Like I was pretty shitty. Maybe, but I don't care. It's worth watching. It was cool when I, I remember it being cool. I was like, "This is not bad." Like, yeah, I definitely need to watch it because I, I, I feel like I also feel like I really want to watch like the old Batman movies that everybody, you know, like. A lot of people like them. A lot of people don't. Oh, like we gotta them. watch every single. We have to watch every nerdy movie that's ever been out if we're gonna consider ourselves nerds. That's true. We gotta that's do true. that. Start from the very beginning, the very first nerdy movie ever released. Ever released? Yeah. Richard Donner's Superman. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, we're talking like straight cheese, man. Hmm. That's fine. I'm down. With it. Huh? I'm down. It's a journey. It's a so nerd journey. That's what this podcast is about. Speaking of journeys, coming to a close on season two of Daredevil, and you see some, you know, some fighting with the hand, the Electra, fucking uh, Black Sky, thick. yeah, Black and, Sky and the Chaste, yeah, and you know, it, so many name drops in this season, man. Like things that, like you look them up and you're like, shit, yeah, that's relevant in, in the Marvel universe, and yeah, and then that leads into, which it wouldn't, wouldn't really lead into it. Honestly, you could watch an entire season of Jessica Jones and. Ever watching Daredevil. Right, yeah. The, the only really references in Jessica Jones is to the Avengers, and they don't even directly reference them. They just yeah, like the, they mentioned the big green guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, but Jessica Jones season one, you know, it started off, and I was like, "No, don't spoil the end because I'm not done." I'm not. Okay. I'm not, I won't. But it started off, and I was kind of like, ah, "This is gonna be kind of boring." I think it's not gonna be. As... I can't remember how episode one ended, but dark enough for you to call me and be like, dude, that shit was dark. I, think I don't I'm think it was, like no, it. episode two was the one that was dark. Episode one was I can't just, remember either. I mean, it was the one where she, you know, she like picked up the back of that guy's car. She was flying on Luke. She fucked Luke. Up there. Oh, she got in that, that fight in the bar. Okay. No, yeah. that was episode two. Okay. Fuck. I mean, I can't remember how episode one ended, but it wasn't so awesome that I was like, man. Right. You see a lot about the purple man, which Marvel, uh, Marvel fans will know that the purple man is Kilgrave, and he has the ability to control minds. And he is played in this mo- in this uh, show by uh, fucking Barty Crouch Jr. Which oh, is, uh, David Tennant. David Tennant. Shout he out does. to Alex Kent, who has passed away recently. Rest in peace. She fucking loved this guy. Yes, she, she did. would probably watch his show just to see David Tennant. This he... fucking guy doing his amazing job at this. Uh, yeah, he's really good, man. I, as you said in the past, like he's probably the best villain in anything. Like he really is. He man. deserves he's... an Emmy Award for his for this. He, he is deserves the crazy. Award. Just I the villain it. alone. I don't know how bad this guy is in the comic books, man. But this is the worst human being. Like humanity is way worse than anybody else. Yeah. He just don't have the ability to do it, man. But he proved man, he does some horrible, horrible things to people, man. Like make you uncomfortable. Like yeah, dude. Like ugh. Some of the things you can't even talk about, but like the, the like the thing I just watched yesterday, where he made them, them, the mate his maids like stare with their eyes open for like hours, five hours straight Lying out the window, just no staring. blinking. He tell he tells you what to do, and you do it. You have to do it. There's no choice. Like you just like he, he like leaves. He like leaves the house mm. and at one point, and he's just like he's like, if I'm not back in two hours, tear each other's skin off their faces, like. Yeah, and they would have done it too. Yeah, and they just like looked like. And the crazy thing is that like they look absolutely fucking horrified. Like they know they know what's happening. Yeah, they just can't stop it. Yeah, that's insane. Imagine just just being like, were were they like waiting at the window for like the whole time, like when they got back, or were they just inside the house? They were waiting at the window. I think they were. Yeah, 
because not with their eyes open, they just waited because like they were because like two hours was closing in. Yeah, dude, I could you imagine? I couldn't imagine the feeling of sitting somewhere for two hours. Like I'm gonna have to rip your face off. Yeah, if they're not they're back, gonna have to rip my face off. And there's, it's gonna have to happen. Uh, imagine the conversation oh. they would have. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like that poor old lady, dude, blown to bits. Yeah, dude. Uh, this, he's a horrible, horrible man. <laughs> He's Poor a horrible, Ruben, horrible dude. I just person. Feel, that was probably the worst one, man. Ruben was bad, man. I don't know. The whole thing with the guy, he took one of this EMT's kidneys, both of them. Yeah. To be put into his own body. And like the way the, the doctor said, I've never seen more will on someone. He watched me through it the entire procedure. Like Kilgrave watched his own kidney transplant. Yeah, that's That crazy. is insanity. Yeah. Because he's afraid. Crazy. He's yeah. afraid to be put under. Yes, because it messes with his abilities. Uh, it's just fucked up. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. And that guy's ruined. Like, he, he makes a valid vegetable. point, though. He's a fucking vegetable. He makes, he makes a valid point. Like, he Ooh. has a... Kilgrave. About? He has a point uh, where he's talking to Jessica. Because Jessica's, like, going through the thing where she's like, Oh, you raped me. You physically raped me. Blah, blah, blah. I never gave you consent for anything. He's like, how the fuck am I supposed to know that that's even happening? Sometimes I'm not even sure. Well, yeah, but he knows what he's fucking doing, man. Well, yeah, but, like, he, he raised a pretty good point. He's like, one time I told a guy to go screw himself. He's like, can you imagine? <laughs> I, saw, I, mean, I was laughing. Yeah, but, but he has control over it. Because remember, when he bought the house from that guy, he did not use his powers. He used, he did it truly with just money. Yeah, I guess that's true. Remember, he started saying like he's like, he started telling him to do something, but then he is like, he's like, fuck, he's like, he has that money or whatever. And it just, you know, he can control it. So I don't give a shit what he says. Yeah, he can choose not to use his power. Maybe not at the beginning. You know, like the, like the, we learned that with his parents. Like, oh, you haven't seen anything. No, I, I saw that. that. Yeah, I saw that scene. Uh, I'm sorry, I almost said <laughs> way too much, but, um, yeah, he just, you know, he just says, he's like, move back, and then they just move back. He probably could, some they're like, what is happening right now? Like, the, it's happening in real time, and they're just so confused. <laughs> I can imagine, like, as a kid, he's like, tell somebody to fuck off, and then he's just like, they like, go, like how do you actually fuck off? Like, <laughs> that'd be the answer to the question. If I was killed, I would say, hey, fuck off, and then watch what he does. Like, huh, that's what fucking off is, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Could you imagine them watching the a eat man? a bag of dicks? <laughs> <laughs> that they would. I don't know. He's Dude, he could crazy. do or He could be like, "Fuck that baby." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He probably would too. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past his fucking twisted ass. Like whenever he was like trying to save that family, and he was like, "Put the shotgun barrel into your mouth." Yeah. <laughs> or like when that guy at the poker, he's like, "Hey." Slam your head into that wall until it goes through the other side or something. I was like, and he just boom. Just, <laughs> he just for twelve hours. He'll, he's gonna either do that for the next twelve hours, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> there's some. There's some something that happens that's so it's not significant at all. Which is fucking crazy. I feel so horrible for this person. Oh, it's like it's just a minor. It's like he was talking to and he just says some random thing to this guy. Yeah. And then goes on it, but then it shows that guy later, and you're just like. Oh my god, <laughs> poor man! Like, oh, that's probably happening really horrible, soon. Horrible, man. I'm horrible. like going on to episode nine. Oh, yeah. I've never felt more uncomfortable for a show, but I've also never. This is one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Yeah, I have to agree. It's fucking crazy. Jessica Jones is awesome. Netflix Luke Cage is, is cool it. as shit. Do he fucking do that fucking table saw into his chest and his stomach and it doesn't do shit? Yeah, and we can't talk about Luke Cage because I'm not there yet. So yeah, Luke Cage is. All I gotta say, dude, is at the end of season three. Episode three, I mean, something happens where you just the whole episode you're like just watching it like stoically. I, I might have giggled a couple times or I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. 
but at the end, you're just like fucking chin is in your chest, and you're just holy fuck, dude! Like I could not believe that, that just <laughs> happened. Like that was way too much. Like <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, what? I can't wait, man. People talk so highly about Luke Cage, like it's, it's the greatest uh, show it, ever so far. I mean, Jessica Jones so far is better in my. Dude, opinion. I heard almost nobody. Not not a single person talking about Jessica Jones. Like not like they talked about Daredevil. Not like they talked about. They should, man. If, they, if they're not watching it or whatever, dude, it is. Uh, like I'm sure people were watching it. Like I just, just like I'm talking more or less like over the past. Well, it's because people are fucking in tune to the thing. That it has to be ass kicking, like Daredevil ass kicking, Luke Cage ass kicking. Like, yeah, yeah. Jessica Jones kicks ass, but it was more of an emotional fucking fuck you up show. Right. Than, like, well, I'm sure people watching. watched it, yeah. but like nobody talked about it. Yeah, like but nobody. Because I said, like I just said, they care more about the physical right. ass kicking than than actual dialogue and fucking. You know that the, the script writing for that show was fantastic. You know? Oh yeah, I have no, I don't have a single complaint. Like I, re, real recently, like I'm talking like last three days, I heard somebody finally mention it, like on a on another podcast or something. They're like, oh, well, I had to rewatch Jessica Jones because it was a great show. And I was like, oh well, shit, you're the first person I fucking ever heard talk about it, other than <coughs> you. Watch that whole season again, man. I watched an episode that I already watched the next day with you. Yeah, it was so good, man. I didn't care. But yeah, and Iron Fist will be up in yeah. like a month, and you're gonna be caught up for it. I'm, I'm hoping Absolutely. that I can get caught up between now and then. But, but we might go into more detail in a future uh, episode. Yeah, we might do, do like a whole all the Marvel all the Marvel shows thus far. Right. But that was just a little bit for now. Just so we haven't discussed it really, so I wanted to and just talk about how much I fucking truly love Jessica Jones. If everything works good, and I don't have to ship out to New York anytime soon, then. Uh, next Monday, we could very well be sitting here talking about Logan. Logan. Um, oh yeah, man! I can't wait to see that. Movie. Yeah, it comes out Friday. It's be so so, good, so long as I, so long as nothing, you know, nothing happens. Yeah. But life, life comes in the way. But we could talk about it next week. Right. So we'll we'll figure out another time. But either way, that's coming up soon, and that'll be fun. But other than that, I'm good, man. I don't have anything else to say. We can call it I'm good. Thank you. You guys have a great night. Yep. Later. We at Nerdtalkalypse Podcast assume no claim in the sounds, references, music, and graphics and are not affiliated or endorsed by any companies involved, such as Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, DC Comics, Warner Brothers, Sony, ComicBook.com, or any of their affiliates. Nerdtalkalypse is a non-profit generating podcast made for entertainment purposes. We can be found on social media at Facebook.com slash Nerdtalkalypse and on Twitter at Nerdtalkalypse. You can also email us, Nerdtalkalypse at gmail.com. We really appreciate you listening. Please subscribe to us at any of the following servers, iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel, Player FM, and TuneIn Radio. Or also on Facebook every Monday for a live viewing of the show. Please, if you enjoy the show, let us know via email or review on iTunes. If you'd like to be a guest, either in person or via Skype, please send us an email. If there's any subject matter you wish us to discuss, please let us know. We will do all the necessary research to bring you that specific content, either in our next episode or a special of your very own. Thank you again for listening to Nerd Talk Lips Podcast.